0: Salutations, peace, and blessings. You're listening to the Kneel Down Podcast. I am your host, The Commish, and this is a crossover episode with the NFL and the NBA, but I want to talk about something to the people out there, the listening people. When When it comes to my show, I don't try to give you fluff. I try to give you the real. I try to give you what I believe, is what's going on in today's world in sports, and usually in politics. But right now, I am concentrating on sports because I have had it up to here with these athletes. I think I've had it up to here with these athletes for some time, but I'm a little bit more perturbed about how the interpretation of sports today has become so diluted, as if these athletes deserve top billing. As if these athletes don't have a right to do what's wrong in today's society. What I mean by that is this. There's high expectations for today's athlete. Maybe it's been like that for years. I don't know. But maybe it's more pronounced now because of how much money is involved. More than probably the last few years, especially during covid and so the expectations become higher because these are superstars that in the midst of a tough game, in the midst of anything that could be crucial or complicated, they should know what to do. They should know how to handle themselves in a way where they can establish themselves as either a mediocre athlete or an elite athlete. That's usually how we see the today's world. Either you are above average or below either you're one of the best or greatest or you're subpar but because you earn a set amount of money we're supposed to believe that because you've earned that money it makes you an elite player it's supposed to make you great now I'm not going to sit here and try to break down how much these people get him, how much these people earn how much these athletes earn with regards to the NFL or the NBA I don't know how much Kevin Durant is getting paid I don't care how much Kevin Durant is getting paid. I don't know how much Kyrie Irving getting paid at this point. I really don't care. Because I know it's in the millions. This man is not getting paid what I get paid. I don't do the job that they do. So I understand that they're getting more than what's to be expected in today's world. Because this is what they're supposed to deserve. This is what they earn on a yearly basis because they're professional athletes, but what comes with money is a show of endurance, show of stamina, hard work. You're supposed to be placed on a plateau where not many people can reach. If everybody else is scoring 10 or 15 a night, they should be. the other guys should be scoring 30. When you look at LeBron James, what he scores, it's no shock that he should be scoring 30 a night. When you look at Giannis Antetokounmpo, it's no shock that he should be scoring 30 a night. Look at Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, and all these other guys. Steph Curry, they should be scoring 30 a night because this is where the superstars separate themselves from the average athlete. So if you're getting paid top dollar, regardless of position, if we're talking about the NBA, chances are you're one of the best in the league. For Kevin Durant and for where he is right now, regardless of how much he's getting paid, He may not be the best in the league right now. And there could be others that can attest to it. But the expectations of Kevin Durant and what he's supposed to do in the playoffs with the Brooklyn Nets go beyond the expectations of what we've seen with him in Golden State. Mind you, when he was in Golden State, he was already on one of the best teams in the world. He was on one of the best teams in NBA history he found himself on a team where they could not fail when he was on that team. He was on that team for three seasons and given that he tore his Achilles, probably could have won three rings in a row. But that's to be expected of Kevin Durant, right? We're expecting for him to go out there and just dominate on the court because he's done it for most of his career. So when they played against the Boston Celtics, when they started the season last week, excuse me, when they started the postseason last week, the expectations were still high. In spite of what this man is getting paid, we just knew Kevin Durant was going to go out there and dominate on the court. It's what we wanted to see, we were praying on our knees, praying to God, hoping praying that the Brooklyn Nets make the playoffs, so they make the playoffs. And although they're the 7th seed, although they don't have their big three, it's still the expectations of what Kevin Durant is supposed to do when he's on the court. Because it's it's no different with him, LeBron James, Steph Curry, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, James Harden, whomever you want to throw out there. You are expected to put up at least 30 a night. I don't know where that comes from. I don't know what red book that may be written in. But it's this is what we expect in the NBA. It's what we are used to seeing in the NBA. Now, I don't know where the line is drawn. Well, if you don't put up 30 a night, that you're no longer an elite athlete. But for the way they played thus far in the first few games of this postseason against the Boston Celtics, you might as well make him a subpar athlete. You might as well call him a mediocre athlete. Because for what we are expecting from Kevin Durant and we don't get, it's abysmal. We're shocked, we're stunned, we're embarrassed, we're humiliated, we're disappointed. I don't know how much money people bet on him or the team itself. But there's very little that we could expect from Kevin Durant in this series against Boston. Because Boston is evidently, it's obvious that they are the better team in this series. I'm not going to focus so much on every series that's going on right now. But given the fact that there's so many people that are so upset beside themselves because the Brooklyn Nets... Are not playing at a level that they should be playing, then everybody's ashamed. Are you ashamed of the way that the Brooklyn Nets are playing? No! Why should I be ashamed? Why should the commission sit here behind the mic and talk about how ashamed I am that Kevin Durant, excuse me, why Kevin Durant is not playing? to high expectations. You know why? Because he's playing against one of the best defenses in the NBA. Now, people don't want to give credit to that. See, that's the problem with a lot of these people that are journalists, analysts, and commentators, broadcasters. They don't want to give credit where credit is due. They don't want to give Boston shout out to Boston. Credit for being one of the top defenses, if not the top defense in the NBA. And how it carries over to the postseason to this point. Because they found something that works that puts Kevin Durant in pause. Puts him on pause. He's not playing a great series. Oh my goodness. You know why he's not playing a great series? Because like LeBron James, we don't amplify our game unless we have other people around us to amplify the game for us. Meaning, if Ben Simmons was out there, Kyrie Irving was out there, he wasn't uh, practicing Ramadan, and, and Ben Simmons didn't have the bad back and, 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 and whatever's going on in his head. If he was out there boiling right now, then Kevin Durant would probably be putting up about 30 a night. Because there's people around him to amplify his game. The synergy that comes from the team gives him new life. It gives him a reason to go out there and play harder than how he's playing now. And there's people out there that may be thinking, well, hey, he's playing his hardest right now. He probably is. But he's playing against a team, a Boston Celtics team, With the Defensive Player of the Year this season, Marcus Smart. Oh, but it's Marcus Smart. What does Marcus Smart do? What can he do for this team? A lot. Because of Marcus Smart, they are the second seed in the Eastern Conference. Because of Marcus Smart, his team is up 2-0 against a team that should be thriving. Dominating against the Boston Celtics. Come on. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Al Harford. Listen, these are no shoe. These are not people that we just push to the side. These are not people we sneeze at. These are all stars. And in spite of how much they're getting paid, they're playing like elite players. This series. They're playing hard, gritty, no tolerance. They're playing in-your-face defense. They're swarming to the ball, double-teaming, hands all over the place, up in your face, stripping the ball from you. I can't even account for how many turnovers they've had against the Brooklyn Nets in the last few games. I can tell you this much, though. Kevin Durant has shot under 40% and have had six-plus turnovers in the last few games against Boston. This is the first time that Kevin Durant has ever ex- he's ever experienced anything like this. Dare I say regular season or postseason. He's never experienced this before. And why should he have to? Because for the longest time, we knew what he was capable of. But he was capable of this when he was playing against teams that didn't have this type of defense. He doesn't know what to expect. The man is confused. And not confused to say that he's slower and competent. He's confused as to how this defense could take him out of his game. But then you have to rely on a person like Kyrie to help you out along the way. And Kyrie only put up 10 points in game two. This is where we are. We have to face the facts. We can't let our feelings interfere with facts. I know I heard this on a talk show recently. But you cannot put your feelings over facts. And the fact of the matter is this. The Boston Celtics is playing to win. They're playing for keeps. They have the best defense in the NBA for a reason. And it is working Kevin Durant is supposed to struggle. He's supposed to be under 40% shooting because this is the playoffs. Why give Kevin Durant an out? Why give Kyrie Irving a chance to score another 40 points in a game? Whether this man is hurt or not, the idea here is to make sure that you consume these guys. You swarm around these guys with tough defense. You make sure these guys can't even breathe. That these guys are huffing and puffing every time they get their hands on the ball. And Boston is doing just that. Now, I can look at the Sixers and the Raptors and say something about that as well. I can look at the Warriors and the Nuggets and say something about that as well. But I think the most scrutiny right now, the most disrespect that I've seen thus far has to be the series between the Brooklyn Nets and the Boston Celtics. And I cannot, for the life of me, even if I wasn't a fan, for the life of me understand why we have to sit here and think that Kevin Durant is supposed to go out there and score 30 a night. That is unrealistic. Given the fact that Kevin Durant is still up there in age, he's playing with some young dudes now. He used to be the young dude. But even in his time in Oklahoma City, even with his time with Golden State, he needed people around him to energize him. He's not getting that in Brooklyn. He probably hasn't had that in Brooklyn. Everything has been a fight for this man since he's been in Brooklyn. Which lead us to the same questions every time. Why would you leave a good thing in Golden State for this Regardless if we're talking about Kyrie Irving, regardless if we're talking about James Harden or Ben Simmons, it's the fact that you had your legacy intact in Golden State. But your feelings get involved. Your emotions get involved. Steve Kerr wasn't a great coach. Draymond Green thought the eye was trash. Who cares? This is about rings. It's about legacy. Whether he accepted you as a basketball teammate or player or not, you're there to establish one thing, winning. And winning championships. There's no reason why any team, any coach, any person should take you out of your element if you're winning. Which is why I'm so big on LeBron James and what he did in Miami. And how disappointed I am in the same breath for him leaving Miami. Don't let your feelings get in the way of what your legacy is supposed to be. If he had stayed in Miami, he probably would have had four or five rings already. But Kobe Bryant did that. Magic Johnson did that. Michael Jordan did that. The expectations are high for these supreme elite athletes. And whether these guys come through in this time, whether or not they even score 30 at night, should not diminish who they are as athletes. Let's face it, no matter what happens in this series, I still believe that Kevin Durant is one of the best players, if not the best player in the NBA. Based on the games that I've seen and how he's managed those games, makes him one of the best, if not an elite player in the NBA. Let's not knock the man because he's met his match against a team that's younger, faster, tougher to the ball, and obviously wants to win a lot more than the Brooklyn Nets. So says the commission. A lot is going on in the NBA. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of good games going on. Shout out to Memphis and Minnesota. I like that series. And even though Minnesota was hot in that first game, Memphis has taken it to... We're still three and four games in in the first round of the playoffs. So, I, like I mentioned, the Sixers and the Raptors, that might just be a sweep in itself. Whether it's a gentleman's sweep or not, it's still the fact that Toronto is done. <laughs> I'm sorry to say. Denver could very well be in the same position, even though they did win a game. I I don't know how they would play well against the Warriors moving down. You never know, but Jokic is doing it all by himself. You look at Giannis and where he has to face now with Chris Middleton being injured, being out for a few games, even Phoenix. I don't think they're going to lose to the Pelicans in the first round, but the fact that we're talking to them about uh, Devin Booker, Devin Booker is done for at least two or three weeks. Oh, my gosh. That's not good. It is not good. I I, yeah, I don't know what else to say, but this is what the playoffs is all about. Sometimes the elite have to fall. Sometimes the mighty have to take a fall, take a spill. Because this is what we're up against. There's better, younger, tougher competition out there. There's other people that need to be elite too. Let's make room for those guys that are playing well. Shout out to Boston again. I, I like to see my Celtics succeed, especially now. Tatum looking good. Jalen Brown looking good. Grant Williams, oh goodness, big off the bench. Peyton Pritchard, big off the bench, big time. Al Hor, he does not get enough recognition, Al Hor, I really don't think this man has really get, I don't think he's ever got any recognition since he's been with the Celtics. They let him go. They went to the Eastern Conference Finals, let him go for a few years, bring him back, and they don't miss a beat with him. I would say, as far as what he puts on the court, with rebounds, assists, and his three point shooting, he's one of the reasons why the Celtics are still in the run. I, I mean, I'm calling it for what it is based on what I see in the last few games. I understand they got to go back to Brooklyn. So, ba- when you, when you hear this show, we'll still be a few games into the first round, and they'll be in Brooklyn by the time you hear this show. But I'm just telling you right now, for what I see in the playoffs, especially with Brooklyn, and how this team is struggling. I'm not expecting any more than what I see right now. How they produce. Because this is what is supposed to happen. You're playing against the best team on defense. This is supposed to happen. Let's flip-flop over to the NFL. Let's transition to the NFL because, you know, I'm so bothered by these receivers. Now the wide receivers want to have their say. They want to have their due they want to have their cake and eat it too. And whether that's a stretch of an exaggeration or what, whether there's hyperbole in that, it's still the fact that these receivers want more money. (laughs) They want more money. I I pause because I, I can't fathom how Your job is to go across the middle or just go down the field to catch balls and half the time they don't even catch them. Depending on the number of targets, a lot of these receivers uh, get their way or, or are in position to receive. They don't do it. 20 targets, you may only catch the ball five times. 10 targets, you may only catch it three times. Like, what's the problem? What's the deal? Sometimes it's defense. Yes, let's give it up to defense when they're playing well in the NFL. Because it's so rare for a defensive player to just not get any calls, right? But these receivers haven't proven to me that they deserve more than what they've been receiving. However, if you talk to any former or current NFL player... They will all say the same thing. Go get your money. Okay, fine. You know what? I'm going to take that approach for just a few minutes. And I'm going to talk and think and analyze like a former NFL player. Because I know right now I wouldn't be playing the NFL. I would not be playing the NFL right now even if I had a chance. So I'm going to imagine that I'm a former NFL player and I'm looking at Debo Samuel, the receiver from the 49ers, and the fact that he wants to be traded from the 49ers because he doesn't feel as though he's getting the money he deserves. Mind you, he's still on a rookie contract. So technically, he is still a part of the 49ers organization in spite of the trades that he wants. But because he played two positions this past season, he played a receiver position, and he played a running back position. Mind you, he didn't get a lot of carries every game this past season for the 49ers, but he was in the backfield behind uh, the quarterback a few times, depending on the play call. But that's what's expected of you if you are a NFL player. It's where they need you. It's where they can put you. It's where they can utilize your talents at a time where they're trying to win. That's the point here. Does Debo Samuel deserve more money? Yes, he deserves more money. But in time, in time, just because you see your your, your brethren, your receiver's brethren out there getting top dollars, doesn't it mean it's time for you to cry because you're not getting a piece of that. Who cares? What have you done? You've been in the league two seasons. Two or three seasons, and now all of a sudden you want $100 million? Stop it. Maybe he was there when they went to the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. Maybe he was there at the time that he could say, Hey, listen, I know what it feels like to be in the Super Bowl. Not win, but not get paid either. Maybe he was there that I can't recall. But even if he wasn't there, it's still the fact that he is an NFL player. And his career is a day-by-day Career Meaning, there's no telling that if he goes out there for OTAs in a month, that his knee won't give out. That he won't catch a blow to his back that puts him in the hospital. So it is very unforeseeable. However, it is very predictable that if you're playing in the NFL, you can easily get hurt for doing practically nothing. And although I know that the NFL players go out there and play hard every day, whether it is practice or a real game, it's not for them doing nothing. It's just more so the fact that there could be other things that they could be doing on the football field, but because they choose to do something else, that the play may not necessarily result in an injury. But it's still the fact it could happen. So, yes, Receivers want more money. Receivers see other receivers getting more money and expect more money. And for a person like Debo Samuel, for a person like uh, DK Metcalf, for a person like AJ Brown, you know, I get where you're coming from, people. I understand that you deserve more money and should be getting more money. But here's where the commiss draws the line. Show me what you can do. Prove to me that you earned this $100 million, because right now, Cooper Cup, from what I've seen, has earned that $100 million when he gets it. Devontae Adams, over the last three seasons alone, deserves that $100 million that he's received. Stephon Diggs, I know you haven't been to the Super Bowl yet. You've been to an NFC Championship before. You've been to an AFC championship before. You deserve $100 million. Tyreek Hill, I know I saw you in the Super Bowl. You were electric in that Super Bowl, bro. I saw what you did. You deserve $100 million. These are guys that deserve it based on what they've done. Whether it's been the last three years, five years, eight years, this is what you've done. You deserve it. No, they're not quarterbacks. So you can't look at them the same way you would quarterbacks. But Debo, come on, partner. Come on, I get it. You want more money, you deserve more money. And, and I'm not going to attack, I'm not gonna fight against any other football player, retired or active, and that you deserve to get your pay. The timing is not right for you at this moment. You are still working on your rookie contract. And as a rookie, that's how they kind of see you, as a rookie, we still have high expectations from you. You see where I'm coming from, ladies and gentlemen? It's about the expectations. It's about what you're supposed to do, not necessarily what you deserve. It's what you're supposed to do. And when you don't do these things, then we gotta question your mentality your endurance your stamina we gotta question the swag we gotta question your ethics we gotta question who you are as an individual because it's a question of if we feel as though you're worth the investment dk metcalf don't take this personal are you worth the investment aj brown We saw you were banged up the last few seasons, and I understand you're fighting hard, brother, but do you deserve the investment? Do do you deserve $100 million coming your way? Do you deserve it? Every football player in the world would say, of course, he deserves it. But for the spectator, for the customer that's looking to see that this guy catches 100 yards every game and doesn't see that, For the number of times he may be targeted, it may only catch the ball twice. The question will become, do you deserve that much money right now? So says the commission. You have been listening to the Kneel Down Podcast. As I just mentioned, I am the commission. The USFL has just started their season. I don't know how many people have actually watched the USFL. This would be the second time in my lifetime that I've watched the USFL. And I got to admit, the games I saw this past weekend were fire. (laughs) For those that understand my, my terminology, yes, the games were fire. There were some good games on this past weekend. Over 3 million viewers watched the first weekend the USFL high hopes I don't know how much I will talk about the USFL maybe if I found out more about these players I would do just that but now we got taken into considering spring football now on top of OTAs and everything else it's just something more to talk about when talking about football women's NBA the WNBA will be starting up within another few weeks itself shout out to them should be some interesting talk too women's basketball doesn't get enough talk and perhaps the time will come where we'll talk a little bit more about them as well hope everybody's enjoying the playoffs i love it i love this whole parody with the playoffs high expectations for this team and that team and they don't come through and we're shaking our heads trying to figure out why Why isn't Kevin Durant getting more points? Because he's playing against a better defense. Ladies and gentlemen, the most skilled duo, somebody labeled them on Twitter. The most skilled duo down 0-2. Well, if they're that skilled, then I guess they will do their best to make sure that they go back to Brooklyn to tie up the series. Again, you've been listening to the Neil Down Podcast. Thank you again for listening. It means that much to me. By now. We are talking more and more about the NBA playoffs, what that's what's going on right now. And I will touch more on that when the time comes. Hope everybody has a great weekend. Enjoy more USFL. I probably will. And we'll do it all again around this time next week. Enjoy your weekend. I got to talk about my Washington football team. But until then, I say peace and love to all those out there. Stay safe. Get vaccinated. And I'm out.